Hey there, podcast listeners, it's Tom here. I recently returned from a camp where I gave some talks to a bunch of teenagers who are mostly unchurched. The talk that you're about to hear is one of the five talks that I gave while on that camp. If you've been enjoying this podcast, it'd be great if you'd be willing to rate and review it on Apple Podcasts so that more people can find it and enjoy it. Also, if you want to read my blog or find more sermons, find a Bible study I've written or book me to preach, then you can head to tomfrench.com.au for all that and more. Finally, I've actually been getting a lot of downloads from Japan lately, which is exciting, but also makes me wonder if I'm getting hits from some strange Japanese sermon listening bot. I'm a little curious as to what's going on, so if you happen to be a Japanese listener, send me an email at tom.french at live.com, that's tom.french at live.com, and help me solve this mystery. Anyway, I hope you enjoy the talk. I was trying to think who might have been the most famous person that I have met, and I haven't really met that many famous people, uh, but probably the most famous encounter I've had is probably not someone I've actually met, but I used to live on the same street as Murray Wiggle. That's the, the Red Wiggle. And uh, Red Wiggle. So let me tell you a story about my encounter with Murray Wiggle is that on my streets, the street that I lived on, there wasn't a lot of uh, on-street parking. And so you would just try and get the best park that you could. And I would sometimes see, uh, you know, Murray, Murray's wife and kids sometimes, you know, walking out to their car when I'd park my car on the street. But then one day I parked my car and I was just a little bit over Murray's driveway. And I was like, oh, it's probably fine, but I'll just, I'll see, it's fine. And then I left it and then I came back to my car. And just as I got back to my car, I was going to open the door. And I saw through my, through my car, through to Murray Wiggle's front door and out came Murray Wiggle. I'm like, oh, Murray Wiggle's about to come out and discover that I parked over his driveway. And so I ducked behind my car so that Murray Wiggle wouldn't come out and find me and run me over in the big red car for what I had done. <laughs> And so I hid from Murray Wiggle, and then he hopped in his car and drove away, and then I got in my car, and that's my encounter with Murray Wiggle. Isn't that amazing? Yeah, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. The reason why I tell you this is because there's often encounters that you know, we have with famous people which leave us kind of you know, like, whoa, that was amazing. And we're going to see a story today about people who encountered Jesus, and they saw Jesus, and they were really excited to meet Jesus, because Jesus was pretty famous uh, in this story. And what we want for you this week is for you guys to meet the real Jesus. To, as we look at the Bible, to have an encounter and go, oh, this is who Jesus is. This, we want to be, I want to be really clear with you up front. That's what we would like, that as we read the Bible, that you meet the real Jesus and that you can make a decision about who this person is from what we see in the Bible. So that's what we want to do. So we're going to start looking. This is a story which comes from uh, the book of Luke. Uh, which is a book in the Bible where we see a lot of the stories of who Jesus is and what he has done. This is from uh, Luke chapter 19, if you ever want to look it up, but I'll stick it up on the screen. And this is what it says. It says, Jesus entered Jericho and was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree to see him, since Jesus was coming that way. 
So what's going on is that Jesus has been traveling through uh, the, the countryside, he's been coming through towns, he's been doing all this stuff, and people are really interested to see Jesus because the news has kind of spread about what Jesus has been like. People will be like saying, oh, you know, here, here comes Jesus. He's the guy who's able to, you know, make people who couldn't walk, he could make them walk. People who couldn't see, he could make them see him. And this is Jesus who, you know, here's the one who's had all these encounters with the religious authorities and he's making them angry. They all want to see this person Jesus, everyone's coming out to see him. And then there's Zacchaeus. And he's a guy who really wants to see Jesus, but he's short, which makes it difficult for him. And short people often can't see over crowds. Uh, so Zacchaeus normally, because he's a short person, he could try and just make his way through. But no one wants Zacchaeus to be able to make his way through the crowd because nobody likes Zacchaeus. And so if Zacchaeus is going to try and make his way through the crowd, people are going to just elbow him in the face or kick him in the shins or do something to stop him from getting through. So he has to climb this fig tree. And the reason why nobody likes him is because it says that he is the chief tax collector. Now, you guys might say, okay, that's fine. I understand this. Tax collectors, nobody likes taxes. I've heard people complain about taxes. All right, that makes sense. But in Jesus' day, if you were a tax collector, that was a whole lot worse than being someone who works for the tax office today. Because in Jesus' day, uh, where they were in the country of Israel, Israel was ruled over by the Romans. The Romans were an occupying force that were in Israel and uh, making sure that everyone behaved. And to make sure that they could afford this, to, to subjugate these people, they had to collect taxes. And so they would go around collecting taxes to pay for their military force. And they would get people who were from the country of Israel to go out and collect the taxes. And so Zacchaeus, who is an Israelite, he's a Jew who lived in Israel, he was someone who was recruited by the Romans to go out and knock on the doors of his fellow countrymen and say, hey, can you give me money so that I can go pay the Romans so that they can oppress you? So you probably wouldn't like Zacchaeus that much. It's as if, imagine that Australia got taken over by some foreign power. So Tasmania decided to invade Australia. And Tasmania, they come in and they, they use their, I don't know, National Park Service, and they take, <laughs> they take over Australia and, uh, and they, they put kind of, you know, people in every town and then they, they find people uh, to, to go out and collect the taxes. So they find someone who's down the street from you, they go to Bruce and they say, hey, Bruce, can you come and can you help us? We want to rule over these mainlanders. And Bruce's like, yeah, mate, I'll do it. And so Bruce comes and knocks on your door and says, hey, you got to give me $100 so I can give it to the Tassies. And in fact, you need to give me $200, $100 for me and $100 for the Tassies. You're like, what? I'm not going to pay that. You'll be so upset. You'll be angry that the Tasmanians want to rule over us. And you'll be even more angry at Bruce that he is a traitor to mainland Australia and to you in particular, that he wants to take your money to pay the Tasmanians to rule over us and get rich off it at the same time. Because Zacchaeus was allowed to take as much money as he wanted on top of the taxes that he needed to take so the Romans can rule over them. So it makes sense that no one liked Zacchaeus. He was hated. He was a hated, hated man. And so then in the story, it tells us this. This is what happens afterwards. It says, When Jesus reached, that, reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and began to mutter, he has gone to be the guest of a sinner. 
So all the people, they see this and they're angry at Jesus because here is someone who is a good person. We think Jesus is pretty good. He's doing all this good stuff and they want Jesus to pay attention to them. They want Jesus to give them the attention, to, to go and hang out with them. And he picks the worst person that he can hang out with, the person who is least liked, the most hated person. And he goes and decides that he's going to go and have dinner with that guy. I was on a camp once. I was in year nine. And uh, what I've discovered from going on lots of camps is that there's always one kid on camp who is the most annoying kid ever. Now, I haven't discovered that person on this camp. It's probably not you. Don't worry about it. But on this camp that I was on, this was a creative arts camp. And so we would like make music or make videos or put, do drama or stuff like that. And there was this one kid on this camp and he was this kid who would like, if you weren't looking, he'd put like salt in your drink or he'd wake you up in the morning by like just banging pots in your face. And particularly he was mean to the girls. Like he would run up to girls and like fart in their face or he would like kick soccer balls at them during free time. And so I just, this guy was so annoying. He was so annoying, the most annoying guy on camp. And then we got to the last night of camp. And the last night of camp, generally, the way it works is that if you're a camper, you're like, this is prime flirting time. And I was there in your night, I'm like, I need to go and flirt. This is important. I've got to go find some girls to flirt with. And me and my friend, we went out. We were not cool guys, but we thought we, we, could, we could figure it out because of the last night of camp. So we went looking out. We're like, where are the girls? Where are the girls? Where are the girls? <laughs> And we couldn't find girls anywhere. We looked everywhere and we couldn't find them until eventually we got to this one room and it was the room of the annoying kid. And then when we looked in the room, everybody else from camp was in the room. All the guys, all the girls, and everyone was sitting there and they were all looking at this one kid. And this kid was talking about his life and how he'd had a hard home life and how things were terrible and, and telling his sad story. And all the girls were sitting there going, oh, oh dear, oh no, you're so strong, so amazing. And we're like, what? He's not strong and amazing. He's the guy who's been farting in your face and kicking soccer balls at you. Why are you paying attention to this guy? You should be paying attention to us. We are the good people. We are the nice guys. We are the guys who opened doors for you. We are the guys who put our jackets over puddles when you needed to walk near them. We are the guys who carried you when there was a spider nearby. I may have exaggerated a little bit in my own head how good I was, but... We were, the we were the ones who should have had all the attention. And this guy, who was the worst guy on camp, he got all the attention. It was so unjust. We were so angry that this happened. And I suspect that's kind of how the people were feeling in Jesus' day. That the crowd was there and they were like, this Zacchaeus guy is the worst guy. Why would anyone pay attention to him? Particularly, why would Jesus pay attention to him? Jesus, who is the most famous person here, the person that everyone has come out to see, why would he go and hang out with him, this traitor? It would be as if Jesus came today and decided to hang out with a terrorist or hang out with a pedophile. You would be angry because Jesus is doing exactly what he shouldn't do. He is not hanging out with the good people. He is hanging out with the worst person. And so when you look at this story, you can kind of understand how maybe they were feeling. But look at what happens when Jesus hangs out with Zacchaeus. Look at how things change. It says 
this. It says, But Zacchaeus stood up and said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I have cheated anybody out of anything, I'll pay back four times the amount. And Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to this house, because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. When Jesus hangs out with Zacchaeus, it changes everything for Zacchaeus. When Zacchaeus realizes that someone wants to pay attention to him, that someone is going to care for him, that someone is going to, going to be kind to him, and when it's Jesus, it changes everything for him. When he sees that he is cared for, that he is loved, he decides that he's going to change how he lives. And this is a big deal for Zacchaeus because this is someone who is willing to turn his back on his friends and his family, willing to become a traitor because he loves money so much, because he's that greedy. And because of what Jesus has done, just by paying attention to him and saying that he is going to share some of his life with him, it changes everything for Zacchaeus. And Zacchaeus says he's going to give away half of everything he has to the poor. He doesn't have to do that, but he chooses to do that because of what Jesus has done for him. And he says he's going to repay people four times what he owes them. He doesn't have to do that, but he chooses to do it because of what Jesus has done for him. That Jesus, when Jesus chooses to spend time with him, it changes everything for him. I was thinking about how would, it be, how would I get to meet royalty? How would I get to meet the queen? If I wanted to meet the queen, then the way I would meet the queen probably is I'd have to be pretty impressive because often she'll you know, make people knights or dames or he, she pins medals on people. Or I'd have to be famous and get invited to one of her garden parties. That wouldn't happen. But if I wanted to meet the prince, if I wanted to meet Prince William, then something different could happen. Prince William, if you don't know, for, he spent three years in the Royal Air Force working as a search and rescue pilot, a helicopter pilot. And then he spent another few years uh, recently working as a pilot for the air ambulance uh, in the UK. And so to meet Prince William, you don't have to be impressive, you just have to be lost or sick or in trouble. And so I could be out in the ocean and my boat is capsized and I just have to be in trouble and then along comes the prince to save me. Or someone, I just have to be sick and need to be taken to hospital and along comes the prince to save me. Well, Jesus is probably more like the prince, Prince William, than like the queen in how we get to meet him. That Jesus tells us in this story right at the end there, he says, Today salvation has come to this house because this man too is the son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and to save the lost. That Jesus, his job when he came was not to come and just hang out with good people, to just pat people on the back for being good, but to find the lost and to find the sick and to find the bad and to find the broken and to spend time with them and to change their lives. And when you see how Zacchaeus' life changed because Jesus focused on him, then we can see how that Jesus is, cares about us too. That no matter how lost we are, Jesus has come to find us. He's come on a search and rescue mission for us. And no matter, no matter how sick we are, Jesus tells us that he came to make us well. No matter how bad we are, Jesus came so that he might make us good. And no matter how broken we are, he came so that we might be made whole. The Bible tells us that Jesus came so that he would die and rise again so that we might know God's love and we might become friends with God. So the real good news about who Jesus is, is that for some of you, you might be thinking, maybe 
maybe this is good news for me. Because I used to think that I was not good enough for God, that he was just for the religious people, the people who prayed, the people who read the Bible, the people who did good things. But there is Jesus who came, and he came for the bad, he came for the lost, he came for the sick, and he came for the broken, and maybe he came for me too. And for those of us who think that we're good enough for Jesus, maybe we need to be like the people in the crowd and realize that actually maybe we've got some issues going on too and that Jesus wants to meet us in those two. How about I say a really quick prayer for us and then I think we get to, I don't know, I'll hand over to Tim. I'm going to pray. Lord God, we thank you uh, that you sent your son Jesus on a search and rescue mission for us. I pray that we'll be people who see that we don't have to be good to be known by you, that we don't have to be religious people to be loved by you, that your son Jesus came to search for us and to find us no matter how lost we are. I pray that we will see his love and we will meet him. Amen. Amen.